welcome to This Is Life. Uh, so I got my friend Matt Quick in here again. We're going to go ahead and continue where we all, uh, left off last week. You know, we, we, we kind of made an announcement. We were going to make an announcement, you know, talking about how we are great friends, but we disagree a lot. Uh, but we didn't disagree the entire podcast. So, we're, you know, we're going to just uh, bring up some topics tonight that him and I maybe have different viewpoints on. And you can kind of see and hear firsthand about how you can have a civil conversation with somebody about opposing views and still come out of it best friends. And, uh, you know, and just in having a mutual respect and mutual uh, honor for one another. And I think that's just one of the most important things that we can gain in this life. It's, it's, it's almost like a, it's a trait that we really need to hone in. And that's really how we're going to be the salt of the earth as believers and preserve it and truly make the best example. Now, as just a reminder, I do tend to lean more towards the, the right, the conservative side. And Matt leans to the left pretty much all over to the liberal, liberal side. Uh, but send me uh, some of your hate tweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, you know, and I think, you know, and I also, you know, most people think of white evangelicals specifically, but I think it's just evangelicals as a whole, regardless of race, generally tend to be more on the conservative side. Uh, I don't think that that's necessarily a good thing. I think that, uh, the, the, the Christian church in America, holds too tight to the to the right to the conservative and they don't have an ear for an opposing view uh that's not going to be like that on the show i feel that that we have a responsibility no matter where our political positions positions lie to allow yourself to hear and even learn from and even change your mind folks it's okay to change your mind even if you've held on to a particular belief for years and years maybe it's something that was instilled to you by your own folks you know that are you know maybe friends growing up or something you gained in school or something you just held on to for whatever reason it's okay to change your mind okay to change your heart the last five six years i've definitely changed my heart in the last couple years i even i even voted for a democrat right so you know that would have never happened before but I, you know, I, however, have understood that I desire uh, to to make a change in my life and to whatever God gives me in front of me. I want to make sure that I live the best example of a life as possible. And I think the only way we can do that is by having uh, communication and, and and discussions and even maybe agreements or even agree to disagree with people of the opposite view. So with none uh, more of an introduction of that – Hello, let's welcome Matt Quick. Hey, buddy. Well, hello. How's it going? I do so good, man. Thanks for coming back. So I, I feel that you know we. I don't necessarily want to just dive right into the heavy duty, crazy topics like the death penalty or abortion. Don't know why think, you're a Saints fan? Yeah, we, we, yes, we talk about why I'm a Saints and fan. why that no call doesn't matter. You know, it definitely matters. Here, uh, it, here we go. <laughs> yeah, believe me. If you want, we go on sports radio. I guess if we really want to go far in this one, uh, but yeah, that definitely there's no call. I agree that it should have been called. Yes, but I disagree with the notion that it cost. It, no, that's like 15 seconds in the game. The game was over. Nope. If that would have not called a pass interference, the, they would back. have definitely been right no. there on the line. It's Drew Brees. You're, you know, it's not some no-name quarterback out there. It's the, it was a, the guy who was up for the MVP for like the last five years. He's breaking records more than Brett Favre, Peyton Manning, your boy Tom Brady. He's up there in that line of thinking. Would you say the same thing if it would have been Tom Brady and the Patriots? Yes. I said the same thing. During, I was at that AFC title game. Right. I was at that game. Wes Walker didn't touch the ball, so we'll get that out of the way right now. One view showed that it appeared to touch his thumb. 
this is when he, the ball hits the turf and they ruled right. that they didn't touch it. But then uh, I think the ruling on the field was that he muffed the punt and it was recovered by the Chiefs, what have you. Right. Um, one angle clearly showed that it looked like his thumb touched the ball, but that his index finger didn't. <laughs> and the other angle showed that his index finger might have touched the ball, but that his thumb definitely didn't. And so when you put the two angles together, you're like, oh, well, he didn't touch the ball at all. It just looked that way. I got you. Well, let me tell you about the Saints thing. Let me set you straight on All this. right, fine. Go ahead. I've I will. I, I, I've been talking all this time about learning from you know others. So, others. So, okay. so educate me. You, okay, so you recall the – do you recall the drive, the whole drive? Uh, yes. Or, I mean, uh, not play-by-play, play, but the whole drive. Yeah, I remember, and I also remember crying afterwards. But go on. <laughs> pretty, pretty sure you do. <laughs> so the Saints get down in the red zone. Yep. Okay. They have first down. Which is generally a shoe in touchdown. Shoe in touchdown. For the, for the record. They get down into the Which red zone. Which is why I think, again, okay, I'll, I'll, leave, I'll leave. They finish. get into the red zone. Okay. They're in the red zone. <laughs> they throw the ball incomplete. They run the ball. Okay. Time takes away. Right. Sure. They throw the ball. Right. That's the no call. And then they throw the ball again. Right. They should have run down. the ball. I agree. You run the ball. I agree with that. If you run the ball. One, the likelihood of a fumble is minimal. It does happen, but usually, you know, you're telling that guy in the huddle, hold that ball. Don't let go of that ball. Right. Or what you do, they're going to hit that ball. Or whatever you do, you better hold on to that football. Right. And, you know, stuff happens, but the guys kind of know that that's coming, right? right? Okay. And they're professional athletes. Their job is to hold the ball. So that's, they get paid millions of dollars to do that. You run the ball, then the clock runs down 40 more seconds. You run the ball again. The clock runs down 40 more seconds. If you still need to throw the ball at that point, fine. But you don't need to because how many seconds were left on the clock after the no call? 15. Had you run the ball, let it run down 40 seconds, you can kick a field goal and win the game. There's no time left. You don't even need the touchdown. I get why you want to go for the touchdown. It's a shoe in. They're in the red zone. The no call, it should have been a call. Right. I fully agree with that. But they should have replayed the game is what they should have. <laughs> That's where we disagree. Too. Yeah, so they definitely should have replayed the game. Or at least started it from that point. Like, you know, we, the refs were like, we messed Did up. Did you feel better that the Patriots beat the Rams in the end? Uh, anytime the Rams get beat, I feel better. Okay, well, full, I mean, full disclosure, you know I'm a Patriots fan, so that's not a big deal. So <laughs> Patriots, Rams, would, or Patriots, um, Saints would have been fun for you and me. It was a snoozer, too. wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I believe you, you, we would have had a shaved hair bed or something. Were right? you a Saints fan? Or were, you're a Saints fan, but were you rooting for the Rams from an NFC perspective? Or was it mm. still so fresh that you were like, I hope New England trounces them? Uh, because I also know I, you hate New England winning all the time, too. To be full disclosure, I didn't even watch the Super Bowl. Really? Yeah, I just couldn't do it. That's fascinating. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Oh, I didn't. Even I think I. Why, I think I just watched a movie with the family or something. I, okay, fair I enough. I, and I fast forwarded, and I didn't. And I and I because I, I heard the Maroon Five halftime show was terrible, so I I love seeing a car wreck, so I went and did that. <laughs> you love and, seeing a car wreck. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, everybody does, right? So I was like, yep, it was just as awful as I thought, you know. Right. Uh, so yeah. Um. Yeah. But anyway, okay. Well, that, that was your sports segment for those of you, you who are in sports. But that's it. Gives an example. All the kind of stuff. But anyway, like I said, I don't want to just go into something deep and heavy, like I said, like the death penalty or, or you know, abortion. Maybe we can talk about one of those some other time. Maybe we can have another guest in here and kind of really make it a, an awesome, interesting show. However, you know, something that we all agree on that we all would desire to have better of and more accessibility to. Uh, that would be the H word, healthcare, right? I think that that's an interesting topic that we all, that's going to affect all of us. That may not affect some of the younger listeners. You know, if you're in your 20s and you're healthy, you're doing really well. But, you know, to my, I, I turned 40 and like 
three hours, right? Three hours from now, I will be 40 years old. And, you know, so I'm not getting any, uh, any younger. And so eventually I'm going to need to make sure that I have good health care and to what degree I can also be here for long enough to take care of my family. You know, I, so I think that we have to ask ourselves, okay, so what uh, generally the, the disagreement comes where the, the, the liberal left side and Matt, correct me if I'm wrong, believes that health care in and of itself is a right. And uh, from the conservative viewpoint, access to health care is a right. Which is that, that that's a fair assessment. That's fair. I think I think we all can agree, and we live in America. So if you're listening from somewhere not in America, this might not make a whole lot of sense to you, or you might just go, "These Americans are weird." But we we agree that we that healthcare is important. We agree that everybody needs health care mm-hmm. should have health care it's, it's a methodology of how do you get it right? right that's where we that's where you and i at least fundamentally disagree so from my perspective on the side that i tend to be on i view health care as a right now i don't want to say medicaid for all or any of that kind of stuff because i'm gonna get a bunch of hate tweets um but i i fundamentally like so the problem for me with access to health care is what does that even mean like it, so you have access to it, but you can't afford it. Like, oh yeah, it's there. You can go buy it, but you can't afford it. So it's like, well, then do I really have access to it? But I think, okay. So from my perspective, I view it as a right, as in like, you know, the Declaration of Independence gives us the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life would go under the, health would go into the life category in my book. So from that perspective, it's, you know, I don't, I don't know how you pay for it. I don't, I don't know if you do the Bernie route and you tax billionaires and, and pay for it that way, or, you know, it's a money thing about how to pay for it. But I think fundamentally it should be given to everyone from a governmental standpoint. I don't know if it's Medicaid for all. Okay, I don't who, know if it's a, I don't know if it's a partnership with the market. I don't know if, you know, but when you say given though, aren't you really meaning the doctors are going to be forced to provide a service regardless uh, of, you know, basically what you're saying is I, I have a right to a healthcare, which means doctor, you have to, you have to help you. You have to, uh, you know, give me free health care because I have uh, you are bound by the by law to give me your service. I don't uh, think it's that. I mean, I can see why you, that, how that argument is like, oh, well, that's what you mean. I, I get that. But I, for me, it's more about, you know, like so it, I, I view it as almost like car insurance. Right. You pay your car insurance. I pay my car insurance. We hopefully don't yeah, have any have accidents. You ever, have you ever seen the difference between a car insurance bill and a health insurance Well, bill? that's the problem with the whole system. <laughs> okay. You can go to Canada and get something done way cheaper. In England, they have, you know, England's got a different healthcare system altogether. Yeah, but they don't they also have long, super long waiting lines? And a lot of people from those countries actually end up coming to America to get sure. better healthcare here. Sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what way is the right way. I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but... I, I fundamentally, why wouldn't it be like, so I, Obamacare has its flaws with the affordable care act. It's been coined Obamacare. It has its flaws. Sure. But I think that the idea behind it is sound. We're all going to pay in and those that need it to use it. And we'll do that on a government perspective and we'll just put it right into your taxes and you'll never even know about it. Right. You and I pay taxes for roads in our town. Right. 
you don't know how much you're paying for it. You just when you go buy a, your groceries, there's a sales tax, and okay, part of that goes to that. I mean, have you, the thing, the but thing part is you of have, it is you got to get the healthcare costs down. That's exactly what I was going to say. That, that's have, one thing we're well, agreeing again. Okay, so well, that's fine. <laughs> we're agreeing but I think again. that we disagree on how to get the healthcare costs down. Like for example, uh, you know, I believe that there should not be any state line, state boundaries. For insurance, for example, like we live in Kansas, right? I can't go to Missouri or Nebraska or sure. Iowa or even Florida, someplace far away, and look at the insurance companies there for my for, for me here. Like, and I, I think that's wrong. I think you also have only like a small window that you can even get insurance. And on yeah, top the of that, sign up the, window and the enrollment. Right, period. and you also only have like maybe one or two choices at all to even get health care. And to get health insurance, at least here in the state of Kansas, and I think that's absolutely wrong. I think that that there needs to be a a, a way for there to be, uh, you know, uh, commercial competition between insurance companies to drive costs down. Do you agree on that? That makes sense. I mean, I think it also is like so. We we have a seven month old baby at home. You know this, and you guys have a five year old, so you know this too. We use that health hospital costs and all that. It's weird that. When you go to get your oil changed, you know how much your oil change is going to be. Right. Right. I mean, sales tax, sure. But, I mean, you generally know it's $39,495 or whatever, right? It's on the board. When you go buy your groceries, you know how much each item costs. There's a price right there. When you go to the hospital to have a baby, nothing. Yeah, you don't know. You have nothing. nothing. And also, you're going to get like – you think you're – you're done getting one bill or two bills. Like, all right, that's good. All of a sudden, sure, three and then you get some more doctors so do their bills. This is the one time, and you can write it down. I, I agree with the Trump administration, although they just, I think, even today, I might be off base on this. I think they just pulled this back, but they were going to make it, um, at least for prescription drugs, they were going to allow and, and force the cost of the drug to be displayed in adverts right. for the drug, for whatever it was. That's a great idea. Because now I know what it costs. I can compare that cost. I mean, it's unreasonable for anybody to agree to have a procedure or to need a procedure, depending on the situation, to not know what it costs. That's just that's odd to me. You know, if I were to say, hey, Sean, you want me to go order some pizza? And you're like, yeah, sure. And I go, cool. And then I go buy the pizza and the pizza guy goes, well, we'll tell you after we deliver the pizza how much it costs. You would never order from that pizza place. Okay, so why? Let me ask and you. So this. That, but that creates more competition, right? If I know that you know, we're having a baby, I know that I'm going to need to have delivery services for a baby. I'm not asking for the actual, you know, every case is different, but give me a ballpark of how much that's going to cost so that I can go, okay, this hospital is going to charge X, this hospital is going to charge Y. Now you've got competition in the market and you don't even have, you don't, you're not even having a healthcare conversation. Oh, okay, at that but point. here's but the, the cost the problem is that's where we agree, but we you started off this conversation with saying, that you are under the you are under the belief or desire for there to be a universal health care where sure. the government is in charge of everybody having health care. Works that's, for Canada, works for Sweden, works for Australia, well, I would works say for the works UK. In quotations, if personally speaking, because I don't think that again you you have excessive lines. You have them coming to America for better care. You have doctors quitting like crazy. So I don't I don't necessarily know that it's better. It may be different. Uh, but my my point is this though is is there's a difference between uh, what we were just talking about, about regulating prescription costs and having competition between insurance carriers and doctors having to reveal the cost of services. That's one thing. But it's completely different when you're saying, you know what, government, you do everything else so well and so efficient, we're going to give you our health care. 
and, and we're because we trust you to be able to to take care of all of that for us, all of those expenses. Prices will never go up. You will never use it for any of your own purposes. There will never be a healthcare lobby that will fight for its own interests instead of the people's. That will never happen. Lobbying is its own thing. We can set lobbying aside for a while. That's okay. that's a, that's an entire episode, on right? You and I and lobbying. That's its own <laughs> thing. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? I see. I definitely like, know what you're saying. I, I, like, I mean, I, I, we just recently had to get passports done, right? It took them like three weeks longer than they than, than, than they told us it would. And I'm just thinking, man, if, if they can't even do something simple as a passport, right. that even it was a renewal, that they, my wife sent in her old passport, and all they had to do was to verify the information and make a new one. They can't even do that on time. How 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 can we expect them to? For millions of Americans, be efficient in helping our healthcare. I mean, have you ever tried to call the IRS or call a government agency, even a state agency, oh, and pain. get through to talk to somebody? It's a pain. I mean, you work for the state. You I see do. the the runaround that even state agencies have to go through. Sure, I, I get all that, but remember, we are doing all of that because none of us want to pay taxes, right? Every president. Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, doesn't matter. The first thing they always say is, we're going to cut your taxes. But for me, and I'm we're switching gears a little bit, but for me, and this is going to sound really weird, I think you might agree with me on this, oddly enough, I think that paying taxes is patriotic. Yeah. Like, taxes pay for my roads, taxes keep me safe from North Korea, taxes, you know, you know allow this country to provide things for its citizens, even if it's not me, you know, as a whole, that makes us better. And so I get that. So you pay taxes and the government spends that kind of stuff, but you're never going to get everybody. Like the, the way to fix that is given that I work at a state agency, I see how antiquated the system is in terms of the software, in terms of the hardware, in terms of the personnel. Like I'm doing the job of two people because we can't afford to hire another person because we don't have the money because we get money as government. We get money from taxes. This is how it is. And everybody comes in and tax cuts, tax cuts, tax cuts. We're going to cut your taxes here. We're going to do this. I'm the state of Kansas where we live pulled money out of the state employees retirement fund to slash more taxes and to balance a budget. They've now since rectified that and put it back with the new administration, I think. Um, but that's a problem. But if you get more competition in the market on the healthcare side and you get, you get, you get hospitals having to advertise their prices. I'm not saying the whole thing, but Hey, ballpark, it's going to run you this, right? Like a mechanic, a mechanic to say, look, it's going to run you about this. And then if something comes up, you know, you deal with it as you get to it. And that's just how it is. But if you have that, now you've got competition Competition within the hospitals, within the doctor's offices, within the prescription drug companies drives the price down. Now insurance companies have to pay less to cover those costs because they're already being reduced. Right. Now, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, that suddenly stretches further. The dollar stretches further because now we're paying less costs, which means your premiums go down because the cost itself is lower because all the hospitals are trying to compete with one another. Currently, we have two hospitals in town. I couldn't tell you the difference between either one of them in terms of price. Yeah. And I don't know. I just know. Oh, we go. We always go to this one when somebody has a, when somebody's hurt. We do. We go here, and that's just it. And hospitals have kind of relied on that being the only game in town. Well, health insurance is also relied on that being the only. I game think so in too. Town. But I think the point. But that point of that is, if you if you can get competition in the services themselves and in the the products, now suddenly everyone's paying less for them. If everyone's paying less for them, that means your insurance company's paying less for them. Then you make it so that these insurance companies can't have tons and tons and tons of profits and give CEOs thousands of dollars and, you know, bonuses, golden parachutes and all that kind of stuff. That's just kind of corrupt healthcare lobbying industry stuff. You tighten that up with legislation and now suddenly you've got an affordable system that everybody can buy into. Now, I do agree with the Affordable Care Act from the standpoint of everybody needs to have health care. You and I are going to disagree on the penalty. I know we are. 
But the penalty was put in place because there had to be an repercussion for you not having health care because you not having health care and going to the hospital charges all of us more money because somebody's got to pay for your emergency room visit. But that, but that was a problem even long before the Affordable Care Act. I'm not arguing that it's I mean, fixed I, it. I, I don't know if you've ever been in, the, in an emergency room before. I mean, I, but when I, you know, with a couple, the one couple times I've been in there, there were definitely people, you know, and I'm not trying to be judgy. I guess if it sounds like that, I, I guess take it for what it is. But they were definitely there just to get a prescription for their pain medication or whatever, sure. or they were just there because they had a bad headache, and you know, and, and believe me, I, you know, I, I went in thinking I was having a heart attack, ended up just being an anxiety attack. So I, you know, felt bad about it. You know, I definitely like, man, I, I even told the lady, like the nurse, like I'm like. Well, I'm number one. I'm glad to hear it's not a heart attack, but number two, I feel like I kind of for showing up took because your I time. took your time. And she's right. like, "No, better safe than sorry," you know. And I was like, I, "I appreciate that," but I still got charged out, the, you know, out the you know what for it, uh, which is which is it's just yeah, you know, it is very sad. It is very sad that we can't find a way. It's the only. It's the only place in the world. It's the only service anywhere that I can think of, and I'd, if you can think of a better one, you know, you let me know if you're if, the, if you the listener can think of a better one, let me know because I don't I've never heard of one where you pay for a service or you agree to a service without knowing its cost. No. Construction companies give you an estimate. You have your gutters clean, they give you an estimate. It might not be the whole thing, but it's a good ballpark figure. You go to the store, the price of your milk is right there. You know how much you're paying for it. And also, you have different prices if you're insured or you're not insured. Sure, I mean, yeah, there's different things for that. So. It's weird that this is only this only seems to be an American problem. Like I've never hear any Canadians saying, "Oh, well, this healthcare thing's the worst." Like I, I never hear that. Well, we also not don't live in Canada. That's true. We don't live in Canada. I know. But, <laughs> you know, the internet being what it is, and news right. articles and everything, I never seem to hear about anybody else saying, "Yeah, okay, you Americans think you got it rough with health insurance." Listen to what we got going on over here and insert country here. That's not a thing anymore. Do you think that this maybe is more of a first world problem, though? I mean, being I in America, so. you know, we do have so many more. I heard one. I don't know if it's true. Somebody made just want to be one of those fake internet quotes that you see, but something about if you woke up with uh, you know with with, with the availability to have breakfast and clothes on your back and a job to go to, you are one percent of the per population of the world, something like that. We're basically saying that. Let's we, figure it out. So the world is seven million, seven billion people. One percent of seven billion. So ten percent of seven billion is seven hundred million. Right. So one percent of that would be 70 million. 70 million. I don't know how many people live in America. There are 350 million people in America, yeah, not counting like all of Europe. Yeah. So it seems like a bit of a flawed yeah. stat. But I think what they're pouring I think the point saying, is solid. There's a lot of people yeah, in Africa that lot, don't have right. breakfast every morning. There's, there's a lot of people in third world countries that don't yeah. have – India's booming and they don't have nearly enough food to take care of the people they have. I mean – Okay, so let's, know, that's let's kind thing. of switch gears a little bit. Now that we kind of talk about healthcare, well, let's kind of catch up on a hot dog. Let's go. No, no. Catch let's kind of go even to let's go into a funner, uh, more more fun topic, quote unquote, uh, vaccinations. All right. I actually this is a topic that you know I've never talked about. We, so we, we might, might agree well, on this one. Actually, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we'll find out. Uh, okay, so the, the, the vaccinations obviously are you know an important role to society. I mean, they they play a very important role. Uh, full disclosure, my daughter did get vaccinations. It was not easy for me. Uh, but at the same time, I'm not a doctor. I've never been a doctor. I didn't go to a school. I didn't pay thousands of dollars to a med school. I don't have the MD at the end of my name. So I have no reason to think that I know more than a doctor. Okay. I have to just, that's, I, I go to a doctor. Science has its purpose. You know, God gave us all brains. So, you know, I have to trust that. Uh, the, the inoculations that they're giving my daughter, the vaccinations, are are for her health and for the overall health of society as a whole. However, comma, 
I don't believe that states should force parents. We're going to get into it here. Yeah, I don't believe that parents that states should force parents to vaccinate their children. I'm not so, so so I think that that there should be exceptions. I think that, uh, that that the state is not in charge of the children. The parents are in charge of the children, and I understand I understand herd immunity. I understand why it's risky, but we do live in America. It is a free country, and we should be able to make the parents uh, parents should be able to make decisions for our own families based on our own beliefs, whether or not they are stupid or not. Okay, Matt. All right, we we're gonna disagree. That's we're fine. gonna go rounds on this. Hey, one. I'm okay with that. We got we got six <laughs> minutes, so let's talk about six it. minutes for rounds. We're gonna this is gonna run over. Right. Um, vaccinations not only protect your child, they protect my child. I, that's what I said. I okay. understand herd immunity. I understand. That that's that that's the main argument because if you have 99 kids out of 100 kids that are vaccinated, and one kid that's not. That one kid gets infected, the disease or flu or whatever it is mutates. Now suddenly you've exposed everyone to a new strain because you're one that one child got infected, right? That's how these things work. That's why flu season, when you get your flu shot, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't because science is kind of take a guess on how the flu is going to mutate. They don't know. There's no way to know, right? But that's what happens is they take a guess. They take an educated guess with all their PhDs and all their all, all the science and everything. And they say, OK, well, let's mutate this artificially and give it this and give it this. And then we'll kill that cell. We'll put it into a vaccine and give it to your body. So your body has a dead cell, but your body's kind of stupid and doesn't know that. Right. That's how vaccines work. So your body doesn't know that the cell's dead and that it can't do any damage. Your body sees a foreign cell and goes, we got to do something about this. And your white blood cells kick in and they defeat the cell. And in doing so, they develop a playbook of things. Hey, when we see this cell again, here's the here's the path to eliminate it. Here's what we have to do. Then when a cell comes along that has some of those similar characteristics, you are easily able to defeat that other cell. I understand. That's the point of a vaccination. So vaccines should be mandated unless there's a medical reason why you can't. I understand if I, if I can't give your kid – a measles, mumps, and rubella. Is that what it is? No, MMR. That sounds right, yeah. I can't give you an MMR vaccine because if I do, your immune system will shut down and you'll die. I get that. How that's one know? thing. Okay, okay. Well, then, okay, well, I'm fine with that. Like, for medical reasons, that's fine. But because somebody, like, your your beliefs because of, because of, because of non-scientific beliefs should not endanger my child. You have the right to endanger your child as much as you want. That's your own. That's your own thing. But what if I feel that endangering my child is giving them a vaccination? I, that would say that science proves you wrong. Well, but there are, but there are. You have to admit there are reported cases of children getting vaccines. Sure, but how many people get vaccinated all the time? I'm, I get that, but we don't problems. know. But but I, but I'm saying I'm taking devil's advocate. This is okay. not my point of view. My daughter's vaccinated, but if I believe that vaccinating my child would, could okay, keyword could cause her him or her harm. I should have the right to say no. I don't want him or her to get vaccinated because I because of the very the chance, albeit very small, could end up negatively affecting them for the rest of their life. I'm not saying autism, not saying mercury and all that craziness, but I am saying that there has there are reported cases, you know, of vaccinations harming children. Uh, yeah, but you wear your seatbelt in your car, and nothing happens to you. But every once in a while, you hear about the lady that got decapitated. Because it happens, it's, you know, it happens. That's life. 
This is life. This is this is life, right? That, it happens. So you're never going to be able to 100 percent. You're never going to be able to make a vaccine that like nobody ever has any complications with because there are seven million people on the planet and all of our cells are a little bit different, but we're all humans, right? So you're never going to be able to get a 100% perfect anything. You can't make a perfect automobile. You can't make a perfect baseball hat. You can't make a perfect paper towel. You can't make a perfect anything. There's always imperfections everywhere, right? Right. Um, you know. So from that perspective, the best way the best way that we protect everyone as a whole is to have as many people vaccinated as humanly possible. We can't for medical reasons. If I give you a vaccine, we know from your blood work that you're going to die. Your body's going to shut down. You're going to die. Okay. We can't do that. Okay. I can't give, I can't give somebody with HIV a vaccine. That'd be a horrible okay. thing. Let me, let me, let me give you this caveat then. I, I'm cool with that. Let's say I'm in a grants that they make. The, the, uh, here's what I'm going to give you. So, that, so that's why it's mandated at the state level. Right. It's like, look, these religious exemptions right. are silly. Then I'm, then I'm going to give that. Then I want something in exchange. I, I if, if you're going to. Are we to, just doing like we're solving all yeah, the world's problems yes. right here yes. on the, on the I, show? I want to give you an exchange. If you, if we're going to mandate across the board that every child has to be vaccinated. Unless medically. I, unless medically, you know. Unless there's medical reasons. Right, unless the doctor says this will harm the child sure. or cure whatever. But the, across the board, every child has to be mandated. I want in exchange the right to be able to sue pharmaceutical companies if something adversely happens to my child. Do you not have that already? No, you, no, you cannot sue a pharmaceutical company if if, if there's an adverse reaction to a by not into a vaccination. Really? True. I, news to me. I didn't know. Sure. Yeah. I'll, true story. Yeah. I'll take I mean, that trade. I, I don't know wrong, anything about I'm that. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's a, it, Why you wouldn't cannot. you be able to like, okay. But yeah. Be, because that you they, see those commercials all the time. Well, if you I, took blank, 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 you might have genital gangrene. I, called, I understand that. Call the law offices right. of such but, and such. Yeah. But that's different. That's like malpractice and things. But when you, but when you, when I, when you sign a document, you're releasing the doctor of anything. The doctor. Sure. I don't right. want, I'm not letting you sue the doctor. You well, can sue the doctor. You can sue the pharmaceutical company that made the vaccine. Sure. Well, then you sue the doctor. In a doctor. way, so, I, mean, I guess you could sue the doctor. But the doctor's just doing what you – well, of course, the doctor's just doing what the, the government doctors what just do, do. The doctor's doing the, the doctor's doing their job to protect right. people and Hippocratic Oath and all that. Yeah, that's their job. I, but I, I could be wrong. And if I'm, if I'm wrong, then hit me up on uh, uh, thisislifepod uh, you know, at Twitter and also our Instagram and any kind of social media. On that note, yeah, you can find us on thisispod.com uh, even. This is LifePod. Oh, this is yeah, – thank you. This, this is, is Pod. Me. That's a great name this, too. This is Pod. This don't is, go to This is Pod. Who knows who that – I don't, don't even know who that is. We don't know. This, okay, let me start over. Go to thisislifepod.com or thisislifepod on any of your social media. And, uh, and you know, you got the Gmail. Feedback. You got the Gmail. This, yeah, is, this, li- is, this pod, is lifepod at gmail.com. This is lifepod at gmail.com. Send in your questions and your hate mail for me. And right. Thanks. And all of it. In. <laughs> well, anyway, we're going to end on that note. I really appreciate we're Matt being here again. We're going to part three this and keep debating things. I know. Yeah. We'll, yeah we're, we might I, have to do a this is debate pod. This is this is, this is is life's debate. These are life's debates. Yeah. <laughs> just, it's a spinoff show. <laughs> all it's right. just you and I right I love everybody. Thank you debate. for listening. Hope you have an incredible rest of your day. Until next time, God bless you guys. Aloha and mahalo.